Welcome to the God of Wonders radio program. In the special Christmas season, the Christ child is the focus, and we learn today how that same baby in the manger can bring us consolation or comfort, real peace in our hearts in the midst of all of our difficulties, and also effect a permanent and everlasting change for the better. For us and our loved ones, let's listen. But for the whole world, he brings salvation to the whole earth. He that believeth on him, verse 18, is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Can we accept that stark reality? That we and others that we know, whether it's family, friends, or people not known to us personally, Whoever it is in the whole world, on the face of this earth, if they don't believe in Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, that is, they have personally come to Him, and they have been forgiven of their sins by virtue of His death on the cross. The only way. We cannot bring peace by giving gifts to people. We cannot bring consolation by giving a warm glass of eggnog or coffee, or refreshments. We cannot give any kind of uh, everlasting change for a person's soul simply by singing Christmas carols or doing whatever celebration. But when the Christ child, the God-man who is shown in the nativity scene, where they usually have Mary, Joseph, and the baby in the manger, that child is the one who can save the sophisticated businessman or the intellectual. That same child came into the world to save the person who is poor and unnoticed by the world. Whether they're homeless or not, whether they're rich or not. No matter who it is, it's the Christ child that can bring comfort, who can give the counsel for the peace and deliverance and understanding, who can bring the change. So, unless your friends and your family and you yourself have committed to the Christ child that we see so much on Christmas cards depicted in the films, in the celebrations, in prayers, in the church. Many, many churches speak about Jesus, but many, many people are not saved in the church. They go to the church because it's a ritual. They go to the church because of tradition. They go there because it's exciting. Who doesn't want to be in a place where they're singing and food and fellowship and lights and happiness. But when that light in the Christ child begins to shine upon the darkness of their hearts, many people scatter. This is what I'm reading here now. This is why we're reading John 3. The Lord says in verse 19, and this is the condemnation that light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. 
See, anytime someone is offered Jesus Christ as their Savior, you tell your friend, maybe your best friend on Facebook, your relatives, you say, have you received the Lord Jesus Christ? And immediately, they put up all kinds of excuses. Oh, you're bringing in God again. Is this going to go on for another 20 minutes? Is this going to spoil our relationship? You see how the devil would come to intimidate us when we try to share the very thing that people need, salvation? But as we hold fast and we realize that the person has something to hide. You see, no one can stay away from the light unless, according to God's own word, according to Jesus' diagnosis of that human soul, no one can come to the light except they're ready to renounce that darkness. This is what the Lord says. They don't come to the light because their deeds are evil. They love darkness. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But, here's the good news, if any one of us, whether you're viewing tonight, or you hear this message later, whether it is your own mother or father, your own brother or sister, your uncle, your aunt, your cousin, your niece, your nephew, your grandchildren, whoever it is, your friends, your neighbors, your co-workers, whoever it is, when they hear you proclaim the message of deliverance this Christmas season, you know very well they're not saved. Can you go on when you see someone who has a disease and you have the bottle, the remedy in your hands, to put the bottle in your pocket, that medicine, and go on conversing with them while watching them die, singing songs with them, having food with them, seeing the Christmas lights outside with them, watching them die? Can you do that in good conscience? Or will you know what's at stake and say, this is the perfect time for me to tell them about the Christ child, who is Emmanuel, wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the light of the world. I've got to tell them, this is Jesus, the Savior, the one who can save you from your sins. Then, the happiness will come. But the good news is this. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest that they are walking God. You see, we come to the Lord, all of us, knowing that the light is going to expose the evil. But as we come humbly, the Lord takes that humble confession and that belief in the heart, Romans 10, and that confession is made unto salvation. What's the confession? You're telling me about Jesus. I've heard about Him, I know about Him, I celebrate Him, but I don't know Him. I don't have Him in my life. He's not the Lord of my life. There are many changes that I would need to make if He were to be the Lord of my life. If the light would come into my heart, the darkness would be exposed. But I'll do it. Amen? I will do it because this is the light that's going to give me life. And that friend, that family member, the co-worker, suddenly comes and says, you're right, I need this Jesus. I need Him personally as my own Lord and Savior. I know there's going to be changes made, but I'm coming as I am. 
as I confess that Jesus is the Lord, this Christ child is the Lord, and as I believe in my very heart that God raised him from the dead on the third day, he died for me, and he rose again in a victorious resurrection, guaranteeing my everlasting redemption. Now the Lord says that person is doing what? Truth. You see, he has come from darkness into the light, from sin and evil and wickedness into the truth. That's all God requires. Many people have the erroneous idea that one must perfect oneself before they come to God. He or she comes to God. This is why I've heard this many, many times that people think that one ought to become a nun or priest or pastor or some missionary before they can come to God and become saved. It is not our good deeds, our merit at all. The verdict is we are in darkness. The whole world is guilty. But the person that steps out not fearing the repercussions from Satan through other people and says, I want to be liberated, and they say, Lord, I want to be saved, that person is doing truth at that point. They're humbly receiving it. And the truth that they receive will transform them. Praise be to God. So as we close, let's pray that God who came as a light into the world, the God who can give you and I peace this Christmas season, who can counsel our hearts, set our hearts at ease from the anxiety, from the worry, from the strife, the God who can effect a change like no one else can, the Lord Jesus Christ, that He who has changed some of us, and I trust will change you, will also change those you know and care about, who are condemned. See, can you rest if you know your loved one is condemned to jail? If you know that they're on death row, about to be executed by the government, can you rest? That's what condemnation means. It means that they are found guilty and they're going to be put away forever. But God who's rich in mercy extends the offer that in great love Jesus came into the world with glory. He's the light, the light of glory. And once he comes into your friends' hearts, your family's hearts, family members, then they will have that true deliverance and happiness forevermore. Shall we pray? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for this message from your word, Lord, where you have come and given us many, many wonderful descriptions of yourself. We thank you, Lord, for enlightening us once again by your scriptures what Christmas means. You are the Prince of Peace who brings the glad tidings to us. But you're the one who delivered us from darkness. Hallelujah. Let us remember that you are the one who delivered us from captivity. Not just to give a superficial peace, a seasonal peace, a temporary relief and diversion. This is not just any other holiday. This is a celebration of victory for every soul that comes to that Christ child. Lord, you're no longer a child in your human flesh, but with a glorified body. You are the King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you. Lord, help us to live according to your counsel, bringing everything to your feet once more, Lord Jesus, that you may effect the greatest change in our lives. 
Help us to be truly devout. Lord, attached to you, having full allegiance to you, to love you and to love others so much that we present you to them exactly as you are. Everything that was said tonight, Lord, for the complete, balanced picture of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Christ child, as the Holy Spirit gives us opportunity, help us to have this in our chest burning this Christmas season. And Lord, proclaim that with our mouths and our actions to others around us, that they may also experience the peace, the love, and the joy, and the deliverance by Jesus Christ. Blessed be thy holy name, Father. In Jesus' name we thank you, Father. Amen. May the Lord bless you. Please contact us at contact at elbethelinternationalministries.org. Also, you may write us, El Bethel International Ministries, Post Office Box 966, Goshen, New York, 10924. You may visit us on the web, www.elbethelinternationalministries.org. Until next time, may you have a blessed Christmas this year in Jesus Christ. Oh my